for Kofi. Kofi, can he cut it back? Kofi to Tigers! Can you believe it? Russell King! That ball though, two to Kenny Miller, ball down to Miller! Welcome to All Caps 1974. I'm Aaron Dawson. And I'm Mike Curry. And we are back after our Easter long weekend. A bit of a break. We're going to be breaking down two games. uh, The Saturday afternoon game against LA and then uh, last night, Wednesday night's game against the Columbus Columbus Crew. Crew, Thank you. Uh, So let's start with LA. LA. Best, best best outing from the Whitecaps so far? Best outing of the year, hands down. I, I don't think that's even in question. Um, I The only thing I can think of to criticize was Pamodoka once panicked with the ball, gave it away, and then pulled a guy down for a yellow card. And other than that, I yeah, that have dumb. absolutely nothing beyond that negative to say about the game. Uh, my one criticism is that we could have scored more. Yeah, that's true. We could have scored more. So, slight criticism there. Yeah. That being said, we did get two goals. Two-nothing win, clean sheet. Yeah. David Osted once again, solid. And, yeah. Uh, lineup was pretty much what we expected. Uh, we didn't, um... I didn't think Sam Atacube would be in the lineup again. I thought maybe no, Harvey we, would we get some minutes. No, we thought Harvey would draw in. Um, but that being said, there. he played fantastic, so yeah, he looked can't good. criticize it. Uh, Russell Tybert basically eliminated Robbie Keane from yeah. doing anything in that yeah. game. You, he, I don't know if he even touched the ball that game. He like, did touch it once. He had that... Uh, <laughs> was trying to get control of it just inside the box and then laid it off to somebody, and that's the only thing of note that Robbie Keane did in the game yeah. other other than turning around and getting right back in Russell's face once late in the game. Yeah, a little yeah I remember that too. It, it, he, yeah, he shut him down hard, and uh, uh, Keane's going to be having nightmares of Russell Tybert for a little while, I think. Probably. Um, I thought Mesquita had a really good game. He was buzzing all game. Best game probably in a, in a Whitecaps jersey. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, had one nice volley that stung the goalie goalie's hands and uh, had two shots late in the game. Didn't score, yeah. um, but just looked sharp. And the what happened in this game compared to the last game was we we talked about the wingers getting isolated too much. Yeah. Um, without enough ball support, the ball support was amazing. Uh, and you saw a lot more movement between Mosquito would draw inside a little more rather than staying strictly on the wing. And there was a little bit of interchange between him, Morales, and and Rivero. Yeah, uh, I thought that was that really uh, helps Mosquita's game because he is not really an out and out winger. Out no he winger. likes to yeah. drift uh, on the inside and. Well, and I mean, ideally, like I think he would like to be playing number ten. That's yeah, uh, and and Pedro can really sort of play anywhere along that center midfield. Yeah, he like, he's a, like he's he's effective everywhere there. So you pretty much just let him roam. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it didn't um, surprise me to see them uh, interchanging as much as as they did, and I thought it worked to their effect. It really helped them break down uh, L.A. It it stopped the wingbacks from being able to isolate those wingers. Yeah. One on one, and and you know sort of get their number because the. They were changing all the time. At one point, Mesquita and Kakutamane were playing left wing, uh, and it just it totally shut down LA's defense and and yep. cut their midfield right in half. Uh, Kakutamane was a terror. Yes, uh, I think terror is the only word that describes what he did. Like he just terrorized. Pretty much, their yeah. He was a nightmare for the LA defense. Uh, he was cutting inside, dribbling through two, three, four defenders, getting shots getting away. Through. Yeah, getting through, getting shots away. Some of them, you know, the, stu- the, some of them stung the, the back row. Is he? Yeah, he, exactly. They stung the back rows. He. I'd like to see him hitting the target more often. Yeah, he, well, he got he a had, few on net, and he got yep. the winning goal. He had more shots, I think, than L.A. 
yeah. as a team. The, the whole team did, yeah. yeah. By himself. Uh, uh, they were like, Vancouver outshot them 18 to 6, and I think eight of those were Mane. Look, he's 19 years old. We know the kid can play. Yep. He's going to have off days, and he's going to have on days, and that, uh, he was on. Morales was back on, too. Yes. Uh, that might have been his best game so far this year as well. Yeah. I, I, With the exception of maybe also Wednesday night. Wednesday but. night against Columbus was, I think, in the same kind of ballpark. But, yeah, he yeah. looks like he he looks like he's found his form. Um, beautiful pass, left-footed to... Kakuda for the goal. Yeah. And uh Rivero picked up his fourth and five games yeah. against LA. Uh we've seen him score just about any kind of goal you could want. You know, you've seen the full package. He can yep. he that can beat the defenders and put you know, put it past the goalie. He can win a header. He can poach. He, he can do just about yep, we he, haven't seen him score a free kick, but we haven't seen him score a free kick. He's got know. left footed, right footed distance. Uh, against, against LA, that was the poacher's goal. Yep. Uh, Mesquita actually did not get an assist on that, but it was his uh, interplay with Mesquita that set it up, and Mesquita got the initial shot and came off the goalie's hands, and Rivero finished. So yeah. Mesquita was involved in creating that goal. Yeah, and it was all around just a really, really tight performance. Again, the only uh, criticism... Oh, uh, Darren Maddox and... Uh, Eric Hurtado both came on late in that game. Yeah, I thought Hurt Maddox was okay. I thought uh, yeah, not spectacular. Like he was okay. He looked he looked solid. Yeah. Um, I, remember, he, I remember watching that game and thinking, okay, maybe they can turn him into a winger. Yeah. Um, and Hurtado looked Hurtado looked solid, pretty good too. He was uh, slid in up top, straight swap for Rivero. Davy Flores came in and played on the wing in the 82nd. Yes, minute. actually, he looked very good. He looked very comfortable in a wide position. Yep. Again, like Mosquito, is a guy that likes to cut inside, and he he did cut inside, make some some deep runs through the midfield, and and yeah, looked. What I what I really like about that, and, and it again, looked fearless coming on against the defending yeah MLS champions. Um. It's nice that we've got some versatility with him, it looks like. Like, he's a guy that can come on and play the wing. He's a guy that can come on and play as a holding midfielder. Um, you know, it's nice to have those kind of options off the bench. I agree. And uh, in this team, I think with the the similarities of a lot of players that we have in the midfield, uh, we're going to need some people to be able to step up and, and, and fill those roles. So... so it's 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 not it's nice to see that he can play out wide. He's willing to play out wide, and he can do it well. Since we're talking a little bit about the the similarities of players, I feel like that's a little bit of a segue here into the official signing of a new white cap. Okay, uh, do that now? I may as well do it now since okay. that's that's kind of what we're talking about is is Christian Takara. Sure, it yeah. is is official now. Uh, yeah, we we swapped allocation money with New England in order to get an international roster spot and then swapped allocation money with Toronto to get the first right of refusal. Um, oh, I missed that one, too. Yeah, uh, apparently they had first right of refusal. Uh, okay. may- maybe they had a discovery claim on him. I'm not sure exactly yeah, why they must, had to it do must that. Have been, it must have been the discovery claim. In any case, he is officially a white cap. Um, he is a winger, as I understand. He's listed as a... He, they just list him as a forward here, but my understanding is he, he is a winger. Uh, yeah, I thought the, the announcement said they signed winger yeah. Christian Takara. Um, Robinson, it sounds like he mostly plays on the left wing from everything I've read, but Robinson says he can play either wing. Oh, that's nice. And uh, just learned something interesting today. He was teammates uh, with Diego Rodriguez's yes. younger brother. Okay, yeah. And is a former teammate of Nicholas Mesquita. Yeah. Yeah. So um interesting getting those those ties again and maybe a little bit of uh chemistry being developed more quickly. We've seen it with Rivero and Mesquita from having played together before. So if you can bring yep. in another guy who's already kind of familiar with some of the players he's dealing with, uh hopefully that helps the helps yeah, him to integrate yeah, and, more quickly. And he's uh, eligible to go as of this weekend. Uh, I think he's eligible eligible to go this weekend, yeah, and I think we probably see him fairly quickly as a as a late sub. Uh, yeah. We've seen that Robinson isn't afraid to play guys that he likes. Um, 
soon after arriving with uh, Davey Flores this year. I mean, yeah. he, he played, I don't think he was here more than a week before he played. Maybe no, a week no, and a half. He, yeah, that's right. He arrived late. He, we we he arrived. signed him in in. I think uh, I think he was here like a week, already, maybe a week and a half he before had visa issues yeah. and then he showed up. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think you're right. I think uh, we're probably going to see him. Uh, I don't know if we see him necessarily in in San Jose because he won't have had much time to get training with the team. Yeah. Um, but I think we might see him already, you know, against RSL. Um, in you know a week and a half's time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyways, and, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, it's just gonna be interesting to see where he ends up playing. If it is left wing or right wing, or maybe if Mane can play right wing, we don't know. Uh, we saw Mane when looked, when Mane came on yesterday, it, they switched Darren Maddox to the right wing. But initially, Mane came on in the right wing and looked dangerous there for the you know three or four minutes he was there. He did, but they they swapped yeah, pretty they quickly did swap. after that. Uh yeah. Let's get to Wednesday's game then. A two, yeah. two two draw with the Columbus Crew. Yeah. Um. Does it feel like? Okay. S- sum up the game for me. Like, I I feel like the Whitecaps did not. Uh, it wasn't really a loss of momentum. I don't feel like coming off of Saturday. They went in, played better than Columbus. I thought. Yeah, for the uh, for the most part. For the most part, tended to dominate possession. They yep. had over sixty percent of the possession, which is uh, incredible against one of the highest possession um, base teams yep. in. They were in the a little bit shorthanded, missing uh, Higuain. Yeah, Higuain was out, suspended. However, the rest of Columbus, Columbus are no slouches. Um, no, they they kind of get um, they tossed aside a little bit. I, I've heard a couple people describe them as this as like last year's Whitecaps of the East, where they have talent and from time to time really show that talent, and then other times just don't show up, and you can't figure out why. Okay. Yeah. I've I've heard them described as that. I haven't watched the, uh, yeah, them seen, enough to, seen them to, play enough to describe them as that. But that's I've heard that description. Um, but they're they've got guys who are some pretty fantastic players there without Higuain in the lineup. See, I, I feel a little bit differently. I feel like it was a bit of a letdown after the LA game. Not entirely, but I feel like there was enough of a, a drop off that they had moments where they just they lapsed in focus. Um and there was maybe a bit of a drop in the energy, and it's hard to come off. Like, I'm, LA was an yes. emotional game. Yes. And so there were moments where I felt like um, it was an entertaining game, but it was a roller coaster, and we kind of <sighs> credit to Columbus for how they played, but at the same time, I feel like it was kind of the Whitecaps' own undoing because every time that the Col- Columbus got possession and managed to put a little bit of pressure on us, I noticed in, in the couple minutes leading up to that that when our back line had the ball our midfielders and strikers were too static they weren't moving they weren't giving options we would put a long ball over the top we would resort to long ball we would lose it and then columbus would hit us on the counter and then be able to maintain some pressure and th- and that was kind of how it seemed to play out when we had these mental lapses that's when columbus was able to put on the pressure yeah um, I think a lot of where that that pressure came from was Diego Rodriguez went off about yeah fifteen minutes into the game with a tight quad. That was definitely part of it. And then they threw Pa in, and he didn't play well. He played awful. It was just um, his marking was bad. Both. And and you'd think uh, you that know. early in the game he's not that far off warm up right like he no he like he should have been ready to go yeah. should have been you know a tight uh, you know like fit in and and mark those guys tight and and he gave gave Kai Kamara acres of space on the first goal you and you can't um, give Kai Kamara space he's you, too good you cannot uh, Sam Adekubi on that goal. Was nowhere the to be first seen one? on the first goal. Yeah, Sam and Akubi, nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Um, as Pa did not play that first one well, but to be fair, there was the breakdown first. Like Kai and the other Columbus forwards had all kinds of space to run at the center backs. 
because nobody else was in position to help. Yeah, yeah. Russell Tiber was chasing down. Um, oh, what's his? I can't even remember his name now. Who was making the run in? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, was it Spees? It might have been pulled up short. Yeah. Uh, looks like he may have tweaked something. Didn't really affect the rest of his game. He kept playing after that. Um, the second yeah. goal for Columbus. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have to give David Osted a mulligan on that one. He's been, David Osted tried yep. to play the goal kick quickly and just it turned it right over. Directly to Miram. Yep. And Miram. Who is a Columbus player. Yes. Not a Whitecaps player. Yes. So. And, and yeah, Miram just ran into the box. And ev- all the rest of the Whitecaps just kind of stood there stunned. Yeah, he, he beat. Betashore and uh, Laba, who were both marking him, passed the ball in behind yeah. all the defenders, and Kai Kamara just kind of tapped it into the After far home. corner. Um, Osted did did make a couple good saves in the game, and uh, I'll I'll give him a, a break on this one. Yeah, given that we would not have taken points, I think in Chicago or Orlando had it not been for his play. Or. Or against Portland for or that matter. Or against Portland for that matter. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm willing to give him a break on this one too. I, I've criticized him in the past for uh, yelling. We did. We didn't his, even talk about that last time, did at we? His defense. Uh, or was that the LA game? I don't know. When, when he was, those, do we, those, do we talk Portland about game, that? But we will talk about that in a second. I don't think we got to that. Let me just I, finish I this to. thought. Yep. This game, he was yelling at his defense again. Yep. And I thought they thoroughly deserved it. Yep. Um, and yeah so I was just kind of like that's when you're supposed to yell at your defense Um, Stephen Betasher was probably the best defender for the first half hour of that game I thought he was probably for the whole game yeah Waston picked it up in the second half for sure Waston definitely did I think think front to back though and and I like I've criticized him for shutting off at times yeah I only watched him once where I, I thought for a second I'm like oh he got burned and then I was like you know what it was Kai Kamara that beat him and it was a yeah. good play, and it was one of those, Kai Kamara's going to beat you from time to time. Yeah. Um, he just is. He's that good a player. Um, but I, I, he, he cleaned up the team's mistakes so well. I he thought did. He was I thought he had a great Picking game. up balls in the box, yeah. clearing them out, you know, uh, chipping balls over guys, collecting rebounds, heading them out of play. It, yeah. Atakube, I thought, had an off game defensively and offensively. Yeah, he um, was not his best outing. I think... I mean, we've we said this a couple weeks ago about um, you know against LA, maybe Jordan Harvey would come in. I think third game in a week, going yeah, I, to we, Columbus we, on the road. I think you want to put Jordan Harvey back go, there. Going at to San back. Jose. What did you I say? say? Columbus. Did I said Columbus. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, Santa. Sorry, going to San Jose on the road. You want to like put I know Jordan Atacube Harvey young, in there, but I think you need to give Atacube a breather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just let him watch for a game. Plus, you got to keep your veterans happy. Like yeah, Jordan, let him watch for a game Jordan, or two because we're yeah. also going to Real Salt Lake after this. Jordan Harvey is going to have to play at some point this year, and yeah. you want to keep him happy so he's in a good frame of mind and he's getting some minutes and and having his game legs under him. Yeah. Um. So you're going to have to get him in the lineup at some point. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to... Uh I didn't to see him slide in there. Atakubi is usually good going forward as well. I didn't I didn't think this was his strongest game. I thought no. there were a couple times like Maddox was playing on the left wing to start. Yes. And there were a few times where he was open and just begging for the ball and Atakube just didn't pick it up. Uh they weren't on the same page and I didn't think he was on the same page with Mane either when Mane came on and was on the left wing. Um, no, he was just it was an I don't know if it was just an off night or what if it's you know he's Maybe a little bit tired, you know. Tired and and you know he's just not used to playing this many minutes. This many minutes this at many this games, level, yeah. you know, this many games in a week. It's it's a lot. You know, and and it wasn't wasn't to say he played terrible. He just didn't seem to be on the same page as his winger on that side. And I felt like yeah, we, we could have got more. Well, and like we said, like he, he was just it, yeah. nowhere to be seen on the first goal. You know, Darren Maddox, you can kind of see in the replay, Darren Maddox is tracking back. You can't even see Atakube on the camera. Yeah. Um, um, but Darren Maddox won the man of the match. Uh, and I. We want to talk Darren Maddox now. I want to talk Darren Maddox now. Uh, Darren Maddox deserves a lot of talk in this game. 
He was fantastic in the first yeah. half. Um, I thought he was he was open on a number of my one criticism in the first half was he got open a lot, but he often didn't do it quick enough. Like he didn't show for the ball quick enough for him to be picked out on his run. Yeah. Like if he had showed for it a little quicker, he might have got it. Um, but also his teammates weren't picking up his runs. He played well defensively in the first half and was getting open in the yeah. second half. That's when he turned it on and all of a sudden yeah, people and it was really started it was, it up was what he was sort doing. of once Kakuda came on uh yeah. then uh, like we got to get both of them on the field at the same time more often because I didn't he, know Darren could play the right wing like that either. Yeah, uh, it was he, great. Him and Kakuda came on and just lit Columbus up. Yeah. Uh it was it was fantastic to see uh, the young players combining so well. But I want to go back to the first half. Uh, that goal, I sh- I think you got to give a ton of credit to Maddox on that uh, on Rivero's goal. Yes. To see that throw, that was take um, that throw so quickly, catch Columbus off guard. The ball's in the back of the net before Columbus has any idea what's going on. And and credit to Rivero as well for picking picking that up. Um, yeah. and being in a good spot well, and you know, finishing so, You that. know, so like, often you'd see a player, like a winger, go over, pick up the ball, look around. Yep. You know, and your, then, your fullback comes over and then you drop the ball and let the fullback take the throw. Yep. And we've been burned on that a number of times and, and never been able to turn that around the other way. Quick throws can be a really useful tool. Yeah. And, and, and Darren... Yeah, it was just it was a great spot. Great, there. yeah, great yeah. vision, and then just classy, classy finish from Rivero. Yep, to take it down and turn, and then slot it Fifth near goal post. Fifth goal in six games. Slotted in near post like that, yeah. Uh, and then the very next play, you see uh, Darren Maddox run back down the wing. Yep. and pick up the ball in his own box and clear it upfield. He made one really good tackle early in the game too. He gave away the ball on a bad pass right after, but it was a great tackle. Like he went, he went in hard. Um, you know, which you don't always see from him. Yeah. If this game doesn't uh, sort of, you know, get catch him a little bit of a break from the doubters, I I, I, I don't know I what don't, he has to do. He has to win the Golden Boot, I think. I guess. To, cause or, or just do this on a week-in, week-out basis, week right? like... Well, that being said, do you give him a shot next week in uh, I think you San Jose? To. I think you have to as well. I think you have to. You're an idiot how, if you don't put him do in the game. How do you not? I mean, he was... You, you put Mesquita in the middle. He was and running you put, hard forwards, backwards, everywhere. He was all over the pitch. Yeah. I, like, I've never seen him track... I've seen him track back hard before on occasion. I've never seen him do it so many times in one game. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he wanted to play. Like, he came, he to, came play, to play, and he wanted to be there and was enjoying every second of it and and the thing was and his, his body language was also i thought yeah they were talking about that on the post game show where and i i agreed with him on that um i one of the knocks on him is i i think people just a lot of the criticism comes from his body language like he he when something doesn't go well it shows in his body language he looks dejected yeah if you listen to the interviews but most people don't listen to the interviews right yeah no. He wants to do well and him being dejected isn't him giving up on the team. It's just him being frustrated with himself. Yeah. It just doesn't show well on the field. So unless you're paying more attention, you're not going to know you know the rest of the story. I'll, I'll, and I think yeah. I, I think that's I think that's where a lot of the criticism comes from is the fact that to to, to it's twofold in in my mind. One is the the body language in the past slash the dumb interviews. Because he said yeah, some dumb he, stuff over the years. He look. He was really, really cocky when he was young. Yep. And because he came from a place where he was the greatest thing to ever set foot on the soccer field. Yeah. You know, he was, came from the Akron Zips, and he, he you scored know, a lot of goals for them. Twenty four goals in twenty four games. Yep. And then the the second bit of it for me, what was the first bit? The first bit was the body language. Body language. The I lost track of what the second bit was for me. It was oh. Uh, the fact that he has the potential to do so much more and hasn't necessarily turned that into results. Okay, I'll I'll give that one to and people. 
with a butt. With a yeah, and mm-hmm. and I I think I'm going to agree with you on this. I'll let you go ahead and I'm like uh, he, in his first year he only ended up playing about half a year and scored 7 goals. Yeah. Which was our golden boot winner by the way. Yeah. Which so it was kind of a pathetic year. The next year he comes in only scores about 3 goals, I think. Yeah, I think it was 3 goals one All assist. year yeah. and and so people are kind of going, "Oh, Darren Maddox, you know, sophomore slump, he can't do anything yeah. good." Awful player, only scored three goals. Uh, you know, in in comparison to Camilo's twenty three uh, that year, last year he he scored six goals and five assists. Was the second highest scorer on the team, and and yet for whatever reason, people were saying, "Oh not, man, not, he's, not only he's a piece of garbage, and we need to get rid of him and play Eric Hurtado," n- even though he outproduced Eric Hurtado. Yep. Now. To be fair, in terms of goals, he was tied for first on the team in goals from open play. So he had more goals than Morales from open play, but matched Hurtado from open play. Yeah. Um, however, he also he played less minutes than Morales, similar to Hurtado, uh, and they both had three assists. So him and he only Her- had three assists. I thought he, he only had, like he four only or had five. three assists. Oh okay. Um. So him and Hurtado had, and they only had three minutes difference in playing time. Uh, Hurtado had three extra minutes. So their production was very very similar. I think what won people over to Hurtado was the fact that he had it all in kind of one he had consecutive a, stretch. He had five games where he scored five goals. But to me, like that's. To me, that's just a hot streak, and then he. It's and a hot that was at the beginning did, of the season. And, and then did nothing else at the beginning of the season. He didn't like not, put the not, ball. Not he didn't put the ball in the net until the playoffs. Not to knock Hurtado. Like I like Hurtado. However, it was a hot streak. There was no consistent performance. Maddox, I wouldn't say he was necessarily consistent, but it was spread over a little more of the season. Um, yeah, he had he had a couple. I think he had like three goals in three games. Was kind of his streak. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of those was from the penalty spot, and it all kind of ended actually when we I think we played Sporting Kansas City, and yeah. he had the penalty saved. Yeah. Um, which is not even like he missed the net. The penalty was saved. Yeah. And he's it just it kind of dried up after that. Yeah, it it hit his confidence thing. a little yeah. bit. Um, I. I think the best is yet to come for him. I think there's yeah. more to come. And and like we talked about this before, like he wants to do well. That's why he went on those training stints. You know, that's why he's worked so hard in practice. And he's worked on his interviews and like he he seem he wants to do the right thing. Uh, yeah, I um, mean, I don't know, maybe he's seeing a sports psychologist or something like that. Uh, yeah, well, and the team's probably had someone work with him on his interviews cuz he doesn't say the dumb things anymore. Well, yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about the the way I mean, he unless, he, unless he's faking too. it, but it Maybe. doesn't seem like he's faking no, it. No, he like seems it, genuinely, he, like seems, he seems sincere. Like he's turned his yeah. whole attitude around. Yeah. And uh, for me, that started last season when he scored against Toronto. And the interviewer said, oh, why don't you talk about your goal? And you said, all the credit goes to Russell Tybert. Well, and, and that was a little bit what I was talking about, too. It was last yeah. night's goal. He, in a post-game interview, he's like, all, he, he said he went right over to Mane and was like, that's all on you. Yeah, like that goal. All credit to you, and uh, and yes, Manny did a great job to set that up. Um, but Darren did a great job to get in position to finish it, and did a good job slotting at home. Yes, he did. Yeah, uh, it was very very good finish. Well taken. Uh, he had another one that he kind of hit off the bar. Yeah, uh, and he had another good one that he tried to just uh sort of slide it past the keeper that the keeper managed to stick a leg out, and uh, and stop. And and those were really his, I'd say his best chances. There was a couple more runs where he kind of like went in and s- sort of laid out for one, stretched out for one, couldn't uh, get a foot to it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Morales again, like we said earlier, had a great game. Yeah. Was saw a little bit of fancy footwork from him again, spraying great passes all over the pitch. Um, who else here did we? I want to comment on Matias Laba and Russell Tybert. Um, good, first of all, good Laba's shot. Laba hit a the volley, wicked volley. 
oh man, I, if he could have got that to drop just a little yeah. bit quicker. I mean, it was, we've, we've seen him shoot from distance a couple times. We know he can put power on it. It's I've never seen not I've never seen movement on it like that though. No, it's just it's not really in his wheelhouse or in his nature well, to, is to it, take. It was in his wheelhouse last night, I guess, but it's not really in his nature to sort of take that shot. So I'm glad he did though, because it was entertaining, even if it didn't go in. Yeah, um, I thought they were overall good. Like Tybert had a lot of interceptions again. Yeah, uh, but I noticed on a number of occasions they were kind of lunging in more than usual, and and got burnt a little more than usual a little bit um, and and not not a huge criticism there it it just wasn't the best i've seen them play no it wasn't uh especially not uh when you compare them back to back to to, to LA. la but uh, i thought tiber had some really really good uh tackles in that game actually yeah, he, he did for um, sure so yeah, I, the the one thing I I want to see still in particular from Tybert is I want to see him contribute to the attack a little bit more. He's good in defense, but he was also you know he led our our team uh, in assists a couple years ago, and I want to see him get involved in that aspect of the game a little bit more. Yeah, that's my big criticism at the moment. Robert Earnshaw came on for a couple minutes late in the game. Yeah, I think it would have been nice to see him a little earlier. Yeah, he didn't come in until uh, well into stoppage time, probably about the ninety-first, maybe ninety-second minute. Yeah, uh, and he came on for Darren Maddox, and uh, that may have been sort of, I mean, aside from the time I, uh, that they put him in, uh, yeah, it could have been the nail in the coffin. They, I really would have liked to see him about five, six minutes earlier, and let yeah, him. Uh, you mentioned earlier too, and I agreed with you, is that. Yeah, you know, you would have liked to see him come on maybe for Rivero. For Rivero as, as good as Absolutely. Rivero has been and is, and as much as you want him to keep burying goals, he looked tired. He looked tired. Look, he played 90 minutes on Saturday. He played 90-plus minutes yesterday. He uh, is probably going to play 90-something minutes on Saturday. I, I really I hope, I hope not. I hope not, too, but I mean, that just seems to be the way they're going. And And he looks like he can run for 90. But that's a lot to ask of a guy. Yeah, he can run for like eighty-five. De- yeah, depending, he can run for ninety if that's the only game he's played. But like, yeah, uh, I noticed he rested for I ninety-six in Orlando. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, I noticed it yesterday. He looked really tired with about yeah. you know ten, five, and, ten and minutes he, to go. He gives and it his against, all the whole uh, game. Like that guy is moving the whole. He game. does. Uh, well, mm, he's not though. He's not because there were plays where he was well behind the play, just sort of this, walking sorry, towards w- the goal. I would say that, sorry, in previous games, in the Columbus game, you are right. Like Yeah, he, I, I noticed it in that game, and I noticed it also uh, against Portland. There were moments where he was just, you know, yeah. a couple paces behind the play. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I would have liked to see, you know, Robinson recognize that, recognize the fact that you are going to need him on Saturday. And yep. that you know, like whether he plays like eighty, what he plays eighty-five minutes or ninety minutes, and you know, er- Earnshaw can't be that out of shape that he can't play more than four minutes. No, he's or got, in this case two minutes. Yeah, you know, he's got wheels, right? Like yeah. let's get let him out there for five, six, seven minutes. Ten let him, even give yeah, him ten. Yeah, let him run. Let him run at the back line. The guy can score. He can score. Let him play with the uh, with Kakuda. Let him play next to Maddox. Let's let's see what those three can do. Um, because yeah. the other thing is, is Rivero's on three yellows. He's gonna yeah, pick up more at some is. point, and at some point, he's not gonna be able to start as a striker because he's gonna get probably suspended on yellows at some point. Yeah. Yellow accumulation. Yeah. Oh, probably. So, why not get someone else in a bit of a rhythm now by giving them, you know, ten minutes here, fifteen minutes there, like Urcha. Yeah. Although, to be honest, if if Rivero goes down, it's probably. Maddox up top or Hurtado. I, I would say so. Yeah. Um, but in that situation, I feel like if Maddox or Hurtado is up top, if it's not going well, he'll be quicker to put on Earnshaw than he would if Rivero was up top. Yeah. Well, you got to they'll, they'll have a shorter leash than Rivero. Yeah. You guys, because you got to remember that Rivero is, um, you know, Rivero's a earned couple, himself a, a couple, leash. a couple million dollars on the field, right? Yeah. Or well, one million something, 
on the field. Uh, 1.7 or something like that. Yeah. I know he's I know he's higher than Morales. He's higher than Morales, and Morales is 1.4. Yeah. So. so, you know, he's your million-dollar striker. You, you kind of you, – I, I get why you want to play him, um, and I would understand if there was, you know – pressure from outside of that to be like make sure he's on the field the whole time because he's the star yeah. and we are paying him uh, I, I don't know if there would yeah. be i there'd be pressure to play him i don't think they're gonna have pressure now no, no yeah I, I i think he's gonna be given more the, the, here's the thing about all of this i just you know i was thinking about this this is what the team looks like right now without rosales when yes. Rosales is back, yes. there's another option. Yes. Like uh, this uh, team has some depth to it. And I think Rosales, I was thinking about that the other day too. I think he is going to come back and get a starting spot somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if you give it to him as quick as you would though. Like the nice thing right now is you don't have to rush him back from injury. No, I mean we're and, we're and I think even if he was good to go, we're in a good position. Even if he is good to go on this weekend against San Jose, I don't know if you start him. I would, because I'm I and I that's because uh, I've heard a lot about them resting uh, Pedro pa- Pedro Morales. That 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 is the one thing I was gonna say. So I, think I was I was gonna to get the, to that to the is, right wing. I don't think you start him on the right wing. You put him in the middle. I I think there's a chance he goes in the middle. He's he's not going to play this weekend though. You don't think so? I don't think so. Um yeah, it would be interesting if they rest Pedro this weekend. Um He might. I I I'm, I'm assuming they're going to rest Pedro, quote unquote, rest Pedro. I think he that means he's going to start on the bench. Start on the bench and he's going to come on. Uh, he's going to come minutes. in. So let's talk about lineup projections for this weekend then yeah because i think we've covered the columbus game pretty well other than one other thing i was thinking about maddox is i also noticed him switch the play a couple of times across field which you don't normally see yeah and he was the only one if yep. you watched uh no that tybert did a couple times as yeah well, but that's okay, what tybert that does. whole first yeah. half was steven betisher down the right holding up both hands waving for the ball and everyone just passed left. I I saw Darren Maddox a couple times. Not only not only did he make that pass across, but I noticed him a couple times pointing across the field, like yeah, gesturing like and get it out he's wide. He's standing like he's. There was a a, a <laughs> time where I was I looked at where Badisher was. Yeah, he didn't have a defender within fifteen yards of him, and the goalie was standing at the top of his eighteen yard box. I'm like, if you give it to him, there's probably a chance he could one-time it into the Columbus goal from there. Yeah. That's how open he is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Lineup projections. David Osted goes in goal. Really, you think? Yep. After that game? I'm going to say that David Osted goes in goal. I think they bench him and they put Carducci on. No, I think they bench him and they go with Spencer Ritchie in goal. They can't. He's not an MLS contract. Doesn't matter. Open loan. They'll put him on an open loan. Yeah. No, you're right. David Osted goes in David goal. David Osted goes in goal. I'm going to go with Stephen Betasher at right back. Yep. Kendall Wasden says he's healthy. If he's healthy, he goes. Yep. I think... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Tim Parker comes in. If, yeah. Diego's, if Diego's not healthy... I think you're probably right, yeah. If Diego's not healthy, I think Tim Parker gets this start. That being said, if Kendall Waston's not healthy... I think Tim Parker takes Kendall Waston's spot and goes with Pa. Yeah, uh, I think you, you're going to see Tim Parker. I think you're going to see Tim Parker. In the 18, 100%. Yeah. And I, and I, he ha- I mean, he, he has been in the 18 he has. semi-regularly so and, far. And, and because he, he can also fill in at right back if need be, right? Yeah. He's, a, he's played right back before. Then I think you see, well, we talked about this earlier, Part of me thinks that Robinson is just going to throw Atakube out there again, and I'm going to be a little bit frustrated with that. Yeah. But I think there is a chance you see Jordan Harvey. I'm kind of 50-50 on that. I want to see Jordan Harvey there. I never thought I would say it er, early in the Jordan Harvey days, but I want to see Jordan Harvey at left back. 
Uh, yeah, I do too, especially against a team like San Jose that will punish you for your mistakes. Yeah, and they're not a particularly quick team, but they will punish you for mistakes. Yeah. And it would be nice to have Jordan Harvey's experience back there. I- in particular, Chris Wondolowski will punish you for your mistakes, yes, unless he you're will. Belgium. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sorry, uh, yeah. Chris. It's okay. Uh, uh, y- yeah, I I think and 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 especially after Atacube's mediocre at best performance yeah. last night, he's gonna get. Y- yeah, yeah. He's gotta let him sit, let him watch, let him you know. So, let him work for his spot, yeah. right? Like he's make like, him earn you know, it. You want to give young players a chance? You've given him a chance. You know, he earned his spot, for, you know, to be yeah, fair. And, and and the to be fair, in the L.A. game, he earned the opportunity for another start. Yes. He yes, uh, was yes, absolutely. Great against uh, L.A. And against Columbus, I don't think he sort of lived up to no, his previous performance. And when you're a young player, it's kind of a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately scenario most of the well, time. Well, to, o- to often, a certain right? extent, you you got to give him a little bit of rope. Yeah. Uh, holding midfielder. Uh, apparently, Robinson has said if Laba and Tybert are ready to go, they will go. Yeah. Um, there are some questions about Tybert because of his foot. Yeah, he he sort of pulled up he, short. He took a bit of the a beginning there. there. Yeah. So he said he was fine. He put some ice on it after the game, and he said he's just gonna take a look at it in training. Yeah. If he's not good to go, I think Davy Flores gets that. Yeah, um, I can see that actually. Yeah. Kofi has not played particularly well, and just in the or- he's also injured, I believe. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I was gonna say is in the comments, yeah. um, Robinson said mentioned at one point, yeah, I've also got Flores and Kofi, and so it sounds like Kofi, from other reports, he's still got a bit of a knock. He's he he with. picked up a bit yeah. of an injury, yeah. So there you go. Um, now this is this is in the. If Pedro gets rested to start the game, this is where it gets interesting. I think you are going to see because you you've got Mesquita, Mane, yeah. and Maddox, who I think are yeah. all deserving of starts. So you could see that just as the front line. I would very three. much. I would very much like to I see that. I think you could see Mane on the left, Mesquita in the middle, yeah, uh, Maddox on the right. But if Rosales is ready to go. The question is, do you throw Rosales in the middle? No. He's which they've done before. They have. And it went relatively well. He's not going to get the start, though. He's he's coming off of an injury, and he's not 18. Yeah, he's that's true. He's 34, 33, 34. I, I I've think heard he might be ready to go. And if he is ready to go, do you start him there? Or do you put him on the right wing and leave Mesquita in the middle? Who's more of a natural number? I 10. would put him on the right wing. Um, yeah, but I I think if we do see him I, against I San Jose, he's going to be coming off the bench. My prediction is Mane, Mesquita, Maddox, which yeah. is quite young. But I think that's how it goes, and then I think you see Rivero up top. Yeah, yeah, no question. Rivero's <laughs> going to be starting up top. But I don't know if he goes quite as long as he did. I I think if the game is either yeah, that's under thing, control, right? I think if the game is under control, I think you see Ernie. You come see in. him. I think you see Ernie come in a little quicker. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. Um, that I think is kind of one of the big things is that's sort of keeping him in the game so long. Is they feel like he well, is, is kind of one fair, of their only game changers, right? We haven't had a game in control with the exception of the LA one. And to be fair, even if you're playing really well, I don't know if you ever consider yourself in control over the LA. Despite the fact that like in hindsight you look back and go, Wow, yeah. what a dominating performance. But in the moment in the game, you're going, you know, I know we're at 70 minutes, and I know we're up, what were we at 70? Were, was it 2 nothing? It was 2 nothing. It was 2 nothing. Yeah. But L.A. is one of those teams that has Robbie Keane, and if you switch off for a second, he can do something stupid and put it in the back of the net. So in hindsight, you see yeah. dominating performance, but in the moment in the game, you don't necessarily feel that way. 
Yeah. Um, so, but I think if if a team like San Jose, you know, if we're up two nothing on San Jose, I think you're comfortable pulling Rivero out at that point. Yeah, you could you could switch some even, things around. Even one nothing, if if you look like you're in control. And and the thing is, you shouldn't uh, be. You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be uncomfortable throwing Earnshaw in. You shouldn't be uncomfortable throwing Earnshaw in. No, and I mean one. And no, if you one, are, you should have signed him. One one nothing. I think San Jose is still a team that could pull yeah. one back for. In no, I think right? I think They're they are, but with I, I, I think Earnshaw's good enough that if you need to pull one back. Yeah, you I mean, but that's not that's not a, that's not an offensive decision, then, right? That's that's all about defense. Yeah, but I th- the other thing is Earnshaw's experience. I don't think Rivero. I think I think Rivero offers you more than Earnshaw because he's younger and can run harder. But in in terms of experience and being able to close out a game, I think you got to be comfortable throwing Earnshaw out there. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if you're that's not, you th- shouldn't have signed that's him. Why, that's why. That's why you signed him. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly why you signed him for two reasons: one, to close out games, and two, well, to, to close out games defensively and offensively. You've got experience, the voice of experience, when you need to close it yeah. out defensively, and you've got a guy who can poach some goals. Totally, he's he's like a he's side. like a closing pitcher. Yeah, in baseball, right? He's so let's use our closer. Yeah, I want to see it. I I do too. Um, I, l- I, I love Rivera, waiting, waiting for I the ninety waiting for the ninety second minute to throw on Robert Earnshaw and pull out Darren Maddox, who was a all you know still buzzing who around, was still for had another goal, still had energy, still had the yep. drive to go get another goal. It's just kind of a it's just a pointless move to me. It's like oh, I guess I better use this sub because I still have one. You know, if you're gonna do that, it like do it sooner, do it when it can impact the game. And, and and to and be to be fair, Robinson for the most part in his career so far as the Whitecaps manager has mostly given his subs lots of time to work within the yes, game. Yes, he has. Yeah. This is one instance where he didn't It was one of my uh complaints about Martin Rennie as a coach was he was very reserved when it came to using his substitutions and was not necessarily uh open to letting his subs uh, have a lot of time to work have with. Have a lot of time to work with. Have a lot of time to impact the game. Right? It was sort yep. of if you can't do it in fifteen minutes, then you can't really do it. So prediction. Yeah. What do you got? I think we take it two one. Yeah. Maybe three. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with one nothing. Right. I think I think we get another clean sheet. I think possibly we bag a second one, but I'm gonna go with one nothing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you could be looking at uh, the first three goal game for the year. Uh, you know, and and the thing is that wouldn't surprise me, especially if um, you know, if you get if you get up by one, and and San Jose. You know, in their new home stadium and yeah. and whatnot, decides to make a late push. I think we could catch them on the counter and and put a couple in. So, uh, you know, three goals wouldn't surprise me. But it also, this is one of those games for me that San Jose. I always have difficulty predicting what we're going to do against San Jose. We play well against San Jose for the most part. We we do, but and it's it's interesting uh, though calling this one because it's the first time we've ever played at the Avea Stadium. Yeah. Uh, they don't really have the Buckshaw advantage anymore. They used to have you know Buckshaw was the yeah. the um, narrowest pitch in in Major League Soccer. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think uh, Avea is quite as narrow there, so it you know, they don't have that sort of tactical advantage of the. Uh, being used to playing on that field all the time. Yeah. So it used to be other teams would go into San Jose and and um the just the earthquake would just confine them in the midfield and they wouldn't yeah. be able to get their wingers out the and, and playing. So the other side of that though is if we don't start Pedro, we're we're not gonna have that I and I think we're still a good team without him. But without him pulling the strings, that's going to be a new thing for us this year. And I think we'll be okay without him in the lineup from time to time. But if he's not starting and not playing most of the game, uh, I th- I feel like that could slow us up a little bit. It could, but the uh, um, other side of that is Mosquito plays better when he's in the middle and when he can pull the strings. Yeah, I think I think we generate lots of chances. I'm just 
I'm not yeah. banking on us finishing more than one for sure. Like I I want to say two nothing, but I'm also hesitant to predict two nothing. Yeah, it's yeah I don't know. Could be. I'm gonna go. I with one I, I personally like Mosquito when he plays in the middle and he can direct traffic. Yep. Without. Oh, I like having another just... having another player there yeah. that like because when Pedro plays Pedro directs the traffic yeah. for the Whitecaps and Mesquita doesn't really get that opportunity to yeah. and I think what you saw in preseason was when you gave Mesquita the opportunity to direct traffic particularly uh, also he tended to play with some of the younger players yeah uh, like in those sort of the younger lineups in preseason not necessarily the starters um, those were some of our better games. And some of our higher scoring games. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him get on the board. Uh, I would love to see him get on the board. I, you know, I, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see a trifecta here. I would love to see three goals. I would love to see Mosquita, Maddox, and Rivero just to keep the streak going. Yeah. You want to keep the. Uh, I mean, start well, a new streak. Kind of not really. It's a not streak, really a streak. But yeah, one goal streak. Get the streak going, and what the heck? Let's I you know, let's see Rivero get two. We were talking about this before we started recording. He hasn't had a had a two goal game yet. All right, new you prediction for me: four nothing Whitecaps. <laughs> a brace for Rivero. Okay. Darren Maddox with a goal, and Nicholas Mosquito with a goal. Also, yeah. Laba hits the crossbar. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's kind of the the one thing we haven't seen Rivero do. All he's done, you know, like we said, aside from scoring a free kick, he's scored pretty much any other type of goal. We just haven't really seen him get a brace yet poacher header right foot left foot yeah distance yeah aside from you know a penalty or or a free kick he's he's scored you know pretty much any kind of goal yep you can ask your striker to goal uh to score um he just hasn't done it more than once in in a 90 minute game and i think that's just sort of you can tell it's coming it's gonna happen um and why not this weekend Let's see. Let's yeah. have that. Uh, All right. Put a little bit of distance between him and Dempsey. So how about we just change track for a moment here? Yep. Uh, I hate to talk about this, Good but uh, yeah. Oh, what a game! What a game! Uh, I don't know about you, but I was thoroughly entertained by that match. Oh, I was. For those of you who don't know, Montreal Impact were in the second leg of the CCL semifinal against Alajuelense. Yeah, Costa, Costa Rican Costa team. Costa Rican team. And it was a doozy. So, here's let's just lay it out here. For yeah, those okay. of you who haven't followed this. Montreal took the first leg 2 nothing at home. 2 nothing at home. Traveled to Alajuelense uh, on Tuesday to play the second leg. In front of 40,000 boisterous fans. Yes. Uh, Montreal, against the run of play, goes up one nothing. Yeah. In the first half. Yeah, so they put a three-goal deficit between them and... And you're thinking at this point. I don't know what you were thinking, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's over... You've got an away goal. You've got a three-goal lead. Done. Over. Yeah. Good for you, Montreal. And the away, the away goal was the Good big thing. Good for you, Montreal. The crowd is silenced. Second half. First minute. Alajolense. Yeah, free kick. Free kick just outside the box. Yeah, the fans haven't even gotten back to their seats yet. And already, um, beautiful free kick buries it one of the best free kicks you'll ever see puts it right in between the goalie's glove and the the crossbar yeah couldn't have hit it more perfectly it was fantastic so you're thinking yeah all of a sudden the crowd is back into it and you're thinking oh geez montreal oh geez no, at that point, I was still. Like, I, I was. I was a little bit like, "Ooh, you let them back early," but you know, they still got a two goal cushion and an away goal cushion. So even if I was thinking they still had it, but I was a little like, "I'm going." Mm-hmm. Even if they go up two one on them, right? They still got that away goal. Yeah, that's so what I was I'm going. Like, All right, that's what I was. They, I'm going. Uh, you know, they're not out of the woods, but you, you know, you got a pretty big axe. Yeah. Yeah. You chop your way out. So then, yeah. So then, Montreal. Would, did they score next, or did they go down again? No, I think uh, I'll I'll pull it up right here just to make sure I have it exactly right. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure at that point, 
Montreal bagged one back. Yeah, and well, you're thinking, all right, sweet. Well, yeah, Alavalenza at that point though showed up to play. Yeah. In the second half, and in the first half, it was you know kind of ch- chippy, a lot of f- dirty fouls going both ways. Um, you know, not a lot of really good open play. Montreal had the one nice passing play to lead to the the goal. Uh, but other than that, it was just kind of really ugly, chippy, gross soccer from both. Okay. Kind of fun to watch, but not not it, El Clasico. It was ugly. Uh, was it Oduro that pulled one of the players' hair? No, it was Sumare. Was it Sumare? It was just, yeah. it was gross. You're, like hair pulling, it should have been a red card. It wasn't spotted. Um, but, okay, to be fair, though, stuff that was spotted was also not red carded, like um, the Alajuelenza player grabbing... Uh, Piatti around the neck. Yeah, after he stopped on, stomped on his ankle too. Or yeah, they, they go they go down. So Alaholense player stomps on his calf twice. Yeah, Piazzi shoves Piazzi him in the shoves back. Shoves him as he gets out. Shoves him in the back, and then the dude turns around and grabs him around the throat. Yeah, and the referee just comes over and gives him a talking to. Doesn't yep. even pull a yellow card. It was oh, yeah. It, it was, was some of the most ridiculous officiating I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, you know what? I know you say that, but for me, as far as like international games go, N- in Concacaf, it was uh, in Concacaf maybe, but you never it, see th- if that's Mexico USA, like you, you, that dude's getting sent off the field, right? Like, come on, your FIFA. You're, this is a FIFA. No, here's, sanctioned the, here's the thing, though. Did you, did were you listening? Were you it's listening to DeVos? DeVos, DeVos. I can never remember. It's DeVos. 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 Yeah, it's DeVos. Yeah. yeah. No, I heard him talking. Like the, he he was talking about games down there where the linesmen play ten meters inside the line yeah. because there are fans throwing stuff at them and they don't call the game. Oh, FIFA and Concacaf. Turn, I understand. Turn a blind eye to the stuff that happens down there. It's it's ridiculous. Look, hey, you'd never see this happen if it was, you know, Portugal, Argentina playing. If, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo grabs Lionel Messi around the throat. No, you you wouldn't see that. He's sent off. Yeah. So it's just it's stupid and get better refs and well, get your the, act together, CONCACAF. I, I thought the ref did a good job of managing. The refs get it from above, right? Like they, if if you don't call it certain ways, you don't get the games. Yeah, he also he didn't have control also the, of that game. The, like there was one, there was one play late in the game where um, Evan Bush, uh, the Montreal goalie, had a guy slide into him, and it probably should have been a red card. However, it is well into stoppage time. Right, it was well into stoppage time. The game was going to be over, and if he gives that red card, especially because at this point. At this point, Alaholense only needed one goal to advance. Yeah. So if he sends a guy off in stoppage time, there's already stuff being thrown at Evan Bush and the linesman. Yeah. There's a good chance that someone is coming onto the field from the crowd, like, th- yeah. or a riot yeah. breaks out. Yeah. So you know that's that's, you that's take that's you take you take the goal you take the goal kick and then you blow the whistle. So anyway, fair enough. But okay, that. You know, there's Anyways, stuff happening. We didn't, we didn't get there's to stuff the happening in the first half we, where we, he needs to throw the cards around. He didn't oh throw yeah, the cards no, no, around. Sure. He let that game get out of hand, and then it, does, it wouldn't have mattered what he did because he didn't have control of that game in the first place. In any case, it it ended up. Alajuelense pulled it back. Alajuelense ends up winning the game four to two. Yeah. Doesn't advance. Montreal advances on aggregate four four, but with away goals. Yeah. Because they bagged two. Because Alajuelense just kept scoring in the second half. Yeah. They scored right up until, I think, about the 88th minute, yep. something like that. They brought it back. It was... Uh, a Evan Bush got a yellow card in the first half for time-wasting. For time-wasting, I know. It was hilarious. It, it was stupid. Everything about that game and the officiating about in that game was you stupid. Know, I was cheering for Montreal to star- start until Sumare pulled the guy's hair. And then I watched it and I went, you know what? While this is good for MLS, for them to win, and while it's good for Canadian soccer, if Montreal's going to sink to that level, it just grosses me out. 
Well, and that's the thing is I don't think Montreal sunk to that level. That was one play by one player. The rest of the time, there was nothing else of that level from Montreal. Nothing else of that level. I, I don't from know. Montreal, all the other dirty plays that I saw came. I would say most of the other dirty plays, yeah. not all, most. Yeah, most of the other dudes, like it was all it was one way traffic for me. It was all coming from Alaquilense. Yeah, but you like Montreal more than I do. Uh, yeah, I, well, and I no, not so much. I don't really care about them anymore. They were fun to watch their first year, um, and now I just kind of like whatever. As yeah. long as we beat them, I don't really care what they do. But but uh, yeah, I don't know. For me, I most of the fouls were like, yeah, I can see why you'd make that foul. And then you know, Alejandro was doing stuff like grabbing players around the throat and stuff like that, and that wasn't getting called. And yeah. Yeah, stuff like that to me just blows my mind. Where it's like it's very obvious that the referee is um, influencing the game and letting players get away with stuff and sending a clear message to players that you can get away with this kind of stuff and I will let you because I don't care because for whatever reason I am going to throw all the calls in your favor. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think actually Alahalense went up 2-1 and then Montreal pulled it back. Yeah. Yeah, uh w- with uh Romero scoring that one. Yeah. Romero. That's I right. like I do like Romero. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good. Uh, he hasn't played much this year, I don't think rounded, actually. Kind of rounded all the defenders actually, and the was, charging goalie and yeah. just sort of He was he was very calm on the ball. Yeah. And uh it was well taken. Uh, McInerney's goal is good too, and those are two yeah. guys who I don't think have played much for Montreal this year. I know McInerney no, uh, hasn't. hasn't this year. Uh, no, and I don't think Romero has played much this year either. No, there's some so uh, Montreal start playing those. I like Romero. I like McInerney. I don't like Montreal. We were, we were skeptical about whether or not um, he was even going to be in Montreal this year. McInerney. Yeah, well, he had that. He got traded there. Halfway through the season yeah. from Philly, right? And there was uh, all that uh, talk about him maybe wanting to go overseas in the off season, but they re-upped his contract, so he I guess he didn't. Uh, go to go to a different team. Yeah, I like I like you. I don't like uh, Montreal. Yeah. Go somewhere else. I mean, he had like a hot streak at the beginning of the year, and then kind of cooled off. And I don't really think he's that much of a whatever. You know, I don't know if. Uh, yeah. Anyone really shown any interest in McInerney anymore? But they should. He won goal of the week, though. Yeah. He, you know, that chipped uh, Donovan Ricketts in that one goal of the week. So he's playing a bit, and I think he'll play more after. I thought he after had pretty, that goal, pretty yeah. good game. I thought he had a real solid game. Uh, so yeah, uh, that that pretty much wraps this up. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think don't I don't have anything else I want to talk to you about. Nope. Pretty excited to see what the Whitecaps can do in CCL this year. Yeah, it's going to be uh, fun. And uh, despite the fact that I don't like Montreal, I hope they take down Club America, the Mexican side. Oh, and they what a comeback, though. Did you see that? I didn't see the game. I saw the results. Club America was down 3 nothing on aggregate. to a, They're a Mexican side. They were yeah. down to a Costa Rican side, Herodonia, Herodiano, Herodiano. Yeah, something like that. Herodiano. Uh Herediano, something like that. Anyways, so they were down three nothing and then pounded them six nothing. Yeah, it was five nothing at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> and they added so the sixth for insurance. Uh, Montreal has their work cut out for them. Yeah, well, it's uh, a team that is not Mexican has never won the CCL, I believe. No. Well, and and very rarely has a non-Mexican team. I don't know if in the last three, I think, were all Mexican finals. All Mexican finals. The, well, uh, the LA Galaxy have won the CONCACAF Champions Cup before. The previous incarnation. Did it was RSL? Not, yes, I believe Real Salt Lake also did. RSL it was not, has one, but it, it was, was not the Champions League. Because the Champions League is actually relatively recent. It is, and, and I don't think the winner of that thing ever went to club world cup i don't know if club world cup was a thing okay club world then. cup isn't that old either yeah yeah it's kind of a new thing and like honestly if you win uefa champions league that's the prestigious one yeah you, you yeah the, 
The UEFA teams, I think, generally will trot out their B squad for CONCACAF. Or not CONCACAF, for sorry, Club World for Cup? Uh, Club World yeah, Cup. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Barcelona won it a couple years ago. Santos, I think, won um, it. Uh, Brazilian club won it. Bayern Munich did win it. Yeah, Bayern Munich. But I mean, did win Bayern it. Munich, I feel like, can trot out their B they squad. They can trot still out their B squad. Win anyone, beat yeah. any team from CONCACAF. Yeah, pretty much. Canada moved up two slots in international rankings. Good for them. Someone send them a cake. Okay. Uh, Seriously, though, if someone actually does send them a cake, like take a picture, tweet to it to Flor- us. I want to see that. Uh, that would be great. Uh, who who should they send it to? Like Flores or like the team when they have a, a training camp? Yeah. Next training stint? Or yeah, yeah, send it to BMO Field next time they're out there. Maybe next home game. Yeah. Someone in Toronto? Get on that. All right. Uh, I think we're pretty much... Uh, yeah, I'm done. We're, we're done. Crawl Blasters podcast is canceled. Temporarily. We'll see you next week. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to try and also get the next episode up. I'm still waiting on Ian Hume to re-sign with Corrales. Yeah, so he will. He will. He totally will. Um, League MVP, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're done Later. for this week. Bye.